and welcome back to Are You Free to Birth? The podcast of honest birth prep around giving birth, giving birth at home, free birth, whatever you're here for. I want to talk about separation. Now, this is a topic that pops up for me occasionally. And the other day it popped up again in a home birth forum that I am part of. I saw someone share their experience of seeing a midwife. And the midwife said something along the lines of, but we need to do what's best for the baby here. And statements like that just really anger me, tick me right off, because there really is no separation between you and your baby when you're pregnant. You are your baby. And I think I said something like this a bit um, in a reply to her to her post, and people really liked it and responded to it, and I thought, right, okay, let's talk more about this. Because I think that feeling of being a separate entity to your baby in pregnancy is really damaging and I want to talk about why. So I think no matter what birth you are planning or that anyone's planning, the thing that really unites us all is that we want the best for our babies. And if you don't feel connected to your baby, if you feel like you're a separate being from your baby, what can usually follow is this this kind of real need to know that everything is okay with your baby, everything is fine. And the way that you know that is from some kind of external source, because you don't believe you can get that, you need it from somewhere else. So typically that might be hearing your baby's heartbeat, seeing um, their image on an ultrasound scan, or doing a test, getting some kind of result, or even just being told by someone in some position that you fully believe is more knowledgeable about birth um, than you. So it could be a midwife, doctor, OBGYN, whatever. And the danger, I think, with this is that if we are outsourcing our feeling of everything is okay, all is well with our baby, if we're outsourcing that to external sources, other people, we can then make decisions that might not be in our best interests because we don't actually have a connection to them. We are really basing that on a belief that someone else knows more or better than us or that a test or a result is more reliable um, or is, you know, correct and what we need to follow in order to keep our babies safe. And then I think that can be dangerous ground because it's just not so black and white. It's really not true that every single test result and scan is going to be absolutely correct. It's it's absolutely possible for there to be misinformation, um, inaccuracies. We know that that happens or even just a false result for something. And really then, if we are placing our faith and trust in someone in a position of, of really power and influence over us, say like our midwife or doctor or whatever, and we're going, right, I believe you know better, uh, tell me what I need to do, then we are really at the mercy of this other person's opinion, biases, and the way that they feel a birth should be managed, and that might not be what you want. And I want to put it to you that, you know, you are the expert in your pregnancy and of how your baby is doing. And it might not feel that way because I do think along pregnancy there are so many little ways 
that we are gradually more and more separated from our babies and we kind of we also do it to ourselves quite a lot and then by the time we reach labor we feel so disconnected and separate from our baby that there is this fear around and then you know the as the midwife said uh, to this woman who commented on this forum this suggestion of oh but don't you want to do what's best for your baby there is that that kind of concern that well, maybe, yeah, I, I do. I do want to do what's best. So just tell me what that is. What do I need to know here? And then we can end up making a decision that's just perhaps not in our best interests or in our baby's interests either. So I think that separation is quite dangerous. So on the flip side, really, connection, I think, can be so incredibly supportive and valuable. And on a physical level and on an emotional one and just really on every level. So I wanted to talk about some of the reasons why that is and really kind of what we can do. And some of the false ideas of connection, like confirmation from tests that everything is okay. And I've been there too. So I remember sitting in my midwife's uh, office and being really excited about hearing my baby's heartbeat because that would be an indication that, well, my baby existed, that they were there, alive and well, and it would be this proof, right, that everything was okay. And I remember being excited listening to that. I wonder if you, like me, kind of, I used to think that using a Doppler to hear a heartbeat was like having a mega microphone, like a mega speaker in listening and hearing this heartbeat. And it's just not not the case. You're not hearing your baby's heartbeat. You are hearing a simulation of a sound that's created by these ultrasound waves that are, they're reflecting off moving blood vessels in your baby's heart. So it's creating a sound uh, that, that simulates the sound of a heartbeat. It's not actually your baby's heartbeat. And I just don't think everybody realises this. I didn't realise this. I thought it was absolutely my baby's heartbeat. And how lovely it was to hear that. And also, it's obviously, it's, it's a snapshot in time. You know, you leave, you go, and then who knows what that heartbeat is doing. And if you put so much focus on that's the thing that reassures me, then how are you feeling between appointments where you're not hearing that? And also, the technology used for things like ultrasound and for Doppler use not risk-free. And we'll get into that in another episode because that's a much bigger topic. Um, but again, so ultrasound images, again, really excited to see that. I remember thinking, you know, this would be the moment where, again, it really confirmed that there's a baby in there and would be really reassuring. And we have ultrasound companies, don't we? Calling themselves bonding, baby bonding experiences. And it's like having that image you can take away and it's often the one you're going to use in your baby announcement or whatever else, it can feel so important because it can feel like you're, you're creating this kind of bond and connection with your baby. But again, it's not even an image of your baby. Again, it's, it's, the, it's the reflection of the waves on the structures of your baby's body. So it's just, again, this kind of simulated image. It's not like a photograph of your baby. It's this suggestion, this idea of it. But we're just so used to seeing that as something that's commonplace and and it and something that gives us reassurance. But again, it's I think actually these things create more disconnect because then you are 
you're looking at something outside of yourself. You're holding something and looking at it and going, oh, that's my baby. When really you are, you, you are much, much, much closer than any image or sound could make you feel. They are within you. You know, pregnancy is this journey that's within us. And I, I kind of think it's for a reason. You know, we make all these attempts to try and see and observe and measure from an outsider's perspective because really that's the approach of the medical system they will monitor everything externally because that's all they can do they're not you going through this experience you are the one going through this experience you are the expert in your pregnancy and really how your baby is doing I know it doesn't feel that way a lot of the time because I mean, for starters, I think another way of separation is the the kind of terminology used, the way of describing uh, aspects of pregnancy, birth. It's like there's this whole language. Well, there really is. You know, medically speaking, there's this whole vocabulary around pregnancy and birth, labour, your baby that can sound so far removed from what feels familiar and understandable to you, I think it can dehumanise the whole experience because it really makes everything sound more scientific and more intellectualised in a way that you can be left feeling like, well, I don't fully understand all these terms. So anyone who does understand them must be much more knowledgeable about birth and pregnancy than me. And therefore, I must defer to them because they're the expert. And I really, truly believe that's one of the the ways it's, the whole system is designed to kind of really make you feel like you are not the authority here when that's just absolutely not the case at all. I want to point out, too, that legally speaking, your baby, whilst you're carrying your baby, they don't have any rights separate from yours. Aside from the the difference of being deemed not to be of sound mind. And there are a few cases where that has happened, but that's really very rare, very difficult to prove. It would be more in the case of somebody assessing you and saying that they didn't feel you were able to make decisions for your body and baby. I think it's worth mentioning um, because, I mean, it's kind of quite concerning that that can happen. I do understand why that that is something that exists. But generally speaking, for the large part, you are the one that gets to make the decisions about your baby because it's your body. You're the one in this equation, right? It's not just the baby's not separate from you until they are born. And I would say that, you know, beyond that, they are not a separate entity. In fact, I think it's really interesting that we we see evidence of that too in studies. So there was a study that I was looking at a while ago when I was writing about separation and the whole idea of skin to skin being medicine, I really, really like. And I've I've heard that talked about before by a number of people online. And it's it's so true that, you know, once our babies are born, the best place for them is on us still because they are, they don't know that they're separate from us. You've got to think of it in, in from their perspective that they've been living and growing within you for the best part of a year. And then once they're born, 
they, they, they don't know. They don't have some conscious awareness of like, right, I'm a separate being here and everything. They need you very much so. And we see that. So there was a study um, on babies that were born prematurely. So from 28 weeks to 32 plus six weeks. So the babies in that kind of time frame, if they had immediate skin to skin for six hours, they were able to better stabilize their heart, lungs, compared to babies who were incubated. So they're breathing much more stable if they were just on their mothers. They were just having skin to skin and incubated, you know, being separate, put in a little crib, little box away. And you would think for a premature baby that obviously there's concerns for the health and well-being, but still, you know, as this study found, being with the mother was so supportive of that. And we see that in skin to skin. The benefits, I mean, I kind of hate to say benefits because it makes it sound like, I don't know, it's not the norm. You know, when you start saying things like, oh, the benefit of skin to skin, it just makes it sound like, well, why wouldn't the baby be with a mother? But, you know, let's just talk about it anyway. So really, when your baby remains with you after birth, you are just being connected and being together. You are regulating your baby's body temperature. You're regulating their breathing. You're stabilizing their blood sugar levels in your baby, which I think is amazing. There's an increased success of breastfeeding, obviously. I mean, they're just with you. They're, that's going to... I mean, the fact we even really need to talk about, oh, well, if a baby's separated, it's going to be harder to breastfeed. Yeah, of course. Um, and being skin to skin with you after birth is reducing the risk of postpartum depression to you. And I mean, again, I feel like that, that makes so... It's just common sense. But these things are really important. So I think separation, you know, after birth is is really dangerous also. So I think, yeah, for me, separation is a big topic. And I think be mindful of how that might be coming up for you in pregnancy. How are you doing it to yourself? Because I think we can actually be quite good at creating that separation ourselves in the way that we talk about our pregnancy and our babies. And we can... I mean, I remember having this feeling of actually really struggling to picture and imagine my baby when I was pregnant because of how worried I was about their well-being. It almost felt like such a big a big thing to acknowledge that I had this new life growing inside me that in a in a weird way, like if I'm really honest, it's like if I got too attached and something happened, how devastating that would be. So, you know, now to me, that sounds crazy. And I really think that we need to immerse ourselves, be vulnerable, be open. I really think the best way forward and through a pregnancy into labour is is just total surrender to it. I think it's being so open to all of the big, terrifying, scary, awesome feelings that come with it. But that's that's a lot and can feel really overwhelming. So I think sometimes we almost create that separation out of a protective kind of function for ourselves. But like I say, I think there is a danger with that then, because if you're really priming yourself and reminding yourself that you are separate from your baby, especially if you're here thinking, I'm going to have a free birth or I'm going to give birth at home, you are really going to need that sense of connection during that labour because you are going to be the one who knows if everything is okay or not or if you need any help or assistance or or anything. How can you be receptive to what's coming on for your baby and your body 
during labour if you're not doing it in pregnancy. That's, you know, such a... If you just take one message from this episode, please let it be that, that if you want a super connected labour and birth, start connecting now in pregnancy. And you can do this. You can do this in really tiny little small ways. And I think... I will talk about that in a separate episode because this is already getting fairly lengthy and I don't want to bombard you with with so much because I think this is big stuff to get our heads around. It certainly felt that way for me. And I think what can really help is taking things at a step at a time. But yeah, that's why I think separation can be dangerous and why connection can be so powerful and important and just an amazing part of pregnancy to immerse yourself in. Check the ways that you are creating that separation and see how you can kind of correct that. You know, they depend on your survival to be living. You're sharing a bloodstream. You know, you are together. You are one being. And yeah, don't let anyone make you feel like that you don't care as much as they do about your baby's well-being. There is no one out there who cares as much for your baby as you do. Anyway, let me know how you feel about this topic of separation. I would love to know. If you want to contact me with your thoughts, you can email me at contact at freetobirth.co.uk or send me a DM on Instagram. I am at free to birth. Are you free to birth? How are you feeling? Let me know. <laughs> 